Okay, we are live, and as you can see, we have some people here, which you've already heard. Uh, so it is, I, that's what I'm doing, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be back with you. We are going to wrap up this series, this series about fear, the series called Haunted. And, and so far, we've just talked about different fears, fears of the unknown, uh, fears of the odds against you, fear of loss, all of these different types of things that we have. And I think each of those weeks, even if you don't struggle with one of them, you understand uh, how that works. Like at one point, you've been afraid of something against you. You've been afraid of something you don't know about. You've been afraid of, of losing someone or something. So we get that. Uh, this week's where I'm wrapping up is a little different in that when you think about it at first, uh, it doesn't quite make sense, but it really is something that a lot of us, if not all of us deal with, and that's fear of success, uh, fear of winning, fear of going the next step, fear of going the next mile, fear of, uh, you know, going ahead, whatever these things are. Uh, and so even though that sounds like, well, I want to win, I want to do this, and believe me, I want to win, there are still situations uh, where you kind of almost hold yourself back sometimes because maybe you're afraid of what people will think. Uh, maybe you're afraid that you'll get too much pressure if you get, do too well in school. Or, or you're afraid of taking the last shot if you do too well on the team. Or you're afraid of... Uh, having a solo in choir or in band if you, you do too well with practice or anything like that. And, and so I want to go to a story and I want to talk about something else first, but it's sink or swim. I'm going to be in Matthew 14, 22 through 33. Uh, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray Night fell when he was there alone. Before I get into the fear story, I want to talk about this because this part of the scripture goes to all three of the fears that we've talked about, plus what we're talking about this week, plus any other fear that you could possibly think of. Uh, Jesus understood that the disciples had been through a lot and that he'd been through a lot. And so he's like, guys, you need to stop for a second. You can't keep going forward until you stop and take stock. You have to stop and think. You have to stop and talk to each other. You have to stop and pray. You have to stop and rest. Uh, we live in a society, and you guys have this with school. Uh, I was going to say maybe less so now, but maybe even more so because you have virtual and you have what's non-virtual called in-person, I guess. And you, <laughs> you have all of these different things, and you maybe feel even a little more pressure. And, and some of you are seniors, and, and I know that this is not the senior year that you imagined. And so getting ready for college, or if you started college, getting ready for actually being there, all of these things can be a little trickier. And so one of the things that I've said each week is don't be afraid to talk about your fears. Uh, and I don't just mean that if you are afraid. I mean, if you've ever dealt with it. So let's say that you at one point have really struggled with fear of loss. Like uh, there was a friendship or a relationship that you knew wasn't great or that you, it was great either way. And you were just so afraid of losing it that you almost became a different person. Kind of like you stick your hand in the cookie jar to get one cookie or seven cookies. And then you hold all of the cookies and you can't get your hand back out because you're so afraid of losing one of them. Uh, and that's kind of how we treat relationships or how we treat jobs or how we treat different things. We're afraid of losing it, so we cling to it. And so let's say you've dealt with that and like you've talked about it, you've prayed about it, and you're going very well. And then, you know, somebody else is one of, uh, one of your friends. 
you can kind of tell that they're dealing with something, but you don't know what. And you're, you don't really want to talk about it because it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to put yourself out there. It's hard to, to just be open. Even with people you trust sometimes, it's hard to say, hey, you know what, I'm struggling with this. And so being willing with your closest friends, with people that you know, with your family, to stop and say, hey, you know what, uh, I really struggled with this, or I really struggled with that, I really struggled with this fear, then that may open the door for them. Now on the flip side, if you are struggling with the fear right now, or you're struggling with uh, just being haunted by something in your past right now, Know that you have people in your life that you trust, people that, that, that care about you, people that won't just say, oh, yeah, that's cool, and move on. People that actually will listen, people that will say, uh, no, you know, that's not what you should do, something like that, people that will be honest to you. And, and most of the time, uh, it, it's your parents. And I know that as you go through high school and middle school uh, and even on into college, sometimes it can be kind of a rocky relationship from time to time because you want to be an adult, and yet... Uh, they're not quite ready for you or maybe they want you to be more of an adult and you're not quite ready for that and so it can be very tricky and when you're with somebody 24 hours a day seven days a week uh, you're going to see each other at your best and see each other at your worst so you're going to struggle with things like that with relationships but I promise you that they care about you they love you more than anything and so if you go to them and you're like listen I'm struggling with this and you're being yourself and you're being honest they'll listen uh, and so that's good uh, siblings best friends whoever me uh, other youth workers, like people in your life, be willing to talk about it. And, and so both sides of that really help to just be open. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, hey, start by praying. Start by admitting that there's something that you're dealing with, something that you're haunted by, something that you worry about. I've talked in my life, I've lost a lot of people. Uh, and, and I've also, you know, had to move from Indiana to Ohio. And, and Indiana it was very different because we actually had cities and not like different cities on each corner. And it was so confusing and you pay taxes to each one and weird stuff. But it's like, it was very different. It was very different to move. It's very different to change jobs. It's very different to meet new people. Uh, all of these things. And so fear of the unknown is natural. Uh, fear of everybody being against you. Like I felt that. Uh, it, it can be very tough to feel like you're the only person that believes one way or the only person that stands one way. The only person that sees something. Uh, and, and you can even have that among other Christians where you're like, man, I can really see. The, the, how you, how, uh, you know, I'm living is I'm doing my best. And, and yet, like a lot of people around me are kind of uh, going towards hatred or going towards this or going towards that. And, and they're being really judgy or whatever. And it's like, I'm not saying to judge them because you don't. But it's very hard when you're like, am I doing wrong? Because when you're the one and the odds are against you, regardless of what it is, you can feel like, man, am I alone here? Uh, in my life, I've been in situations where I've always been a Christian and a pastor, but I've been in situations where a lot of people around me were against that. They're like, yeah, I don't like Christianity. I don't like pastors, blah, blah, blah. And it feels very alone. I've also been in situations where a lot of people judge something else. Like I watch Supernatural. Uh, it's ending soon. And it's something that's special to me, not just because it's a show, but because it deals with depression and it deals with things that matter to me. And I've been in situations where uh, people are like, well, that's stupid. That's awful. And like, it's, just, it's very tough to have people against you regardless of it. And so Jesus is like, hey, no matter what it is you're haunted by, no matter what it is you feel, no matter what it is your fear is, take a minute, stop, stop, rest, pray, talk about it, trust God, and then talk to someone else, talk to a family member, talk to a friend, talk to a pastor, whatever, talk to somebody. And so that's where we start. And now we go to the next part. Uh, meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. 
for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Before I go to what happens next, and I know that a lot of you probably know this story, uh, don't jump ahead. That's something that, that uh, I say a lot because we, a lot of us, especially if you've been raised in, raised in church, you kind of hear the same things after a while. But it's important to take each step, just like in life, and say, okay, what's going on here? So Jesus is walking and the disciples are scared. And so they're freaked out, and so they're like, it's a ghost. Now, they had just seen the feeding of the 5,000. They had seen Jesus do miracles. They had seen Jesus bring people back from the dead. They had seen Jesus heal, and yet they still felt fear. Sometimes in your life, uh, again, especially if you're a Christian, especially if you're raised in the church, you feel like if you are sad, or you are scared, or you are hurt, or you feel alone, that there's something wrong with you. You feel like, well, there's no possible way that a Christian could feel that way. Well, that's not true. And this is something I've struggled with my entire life, as you know. But, but the disciples were closer to Jesus than anyone else ever was close to Jesus. And yet they still felt fear. Fear of ghosts, yes, but still felt fear. And, and so they, they yelled out. They were together. And you can imagine them. Like they grabbed their proton packs and they were calling the Ghostbusters. They were on the line. And then Jesus was like, whoa, 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 guys. The real Ghostbusters. Whoa, 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 guys. Uh, it's me. It's, it's me. And then Peter, who was in the group of people that were just scared of ghosts, and he didn't say anything, so who knows. But he's like, hey, I love you so much. Call me, and I can do the impossible. I can do what you, you are doing, not because I'm as good as you, but because I have faith in you. And so he's really showing that. And that's, again, an important lesson. Uh, there is going to be no shortage in your life of people who say you can't do that. I'm not talking you, you can't sit on that or you can't spray paint that or things like that. I'm talking, well, you can't make the team. Like, you can't make a difference. You can't get better grades. You can't get into that college. Like, people will say you can't. And now, you are going to have to be your biggest cheerleader in many ways. Your family will, uh, your friends, but, but you're going to have to also learn to believe it yourself. Uh, there is a campaign going on right now, I'm not talking political, but like an important campaign going on right now called You Define You, and it's from the same people that do always keep fighting. Uh, and it's basically like, you have to understand that there's no shortage of people who will tear you down. Because what have I said a million times before? Uh, if someone else isn't doing what they should, or someone else hasn't accomplished what they should, or someone else isn't living up to their, their potential, they're going to look at people who are trying. They're going to look at people who are there and they're going to try to tear them down because the alternative is to build themselves up and that's really hard. Uh, let's go with sports. Like, let's say you're trying to make the, the, the basketball team and, and, you know, you have to work really hard. You have to practice your three-pointers and you have to practice dribbling and you have to practice defense and you have to practice all this stuff and they're always, it seems like there's always people better. So you're like, man, Everything I do, I'm never going to, to be better. And so you have to keep working twice as hard. I've talked about the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, who was cut from his freshman team. And yet, Michael Jordan. And so he kept going. And so there are going to be people who say, just give up. You can't do it. You know, just stop. You're never going to be the best. You're never going to make a difference. And so, again, Jesus is like, guys, I'm here. You have me. And Peter sees this. And so that's important for what's coming next. With verse 29, yes, come, Jesus said, 
So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. And I'm stopping after just one verse because that part is important. Because when we tell this story, and spoiler alert, sorry if you don't like spoilers, uh, Peter sinks. Like that's where the story ends up and that's what the story's about. And we talk about lack of faith and we talk about fear and we talk about all these things, looking at storms. But for that moment, he walked on water. Now, we see Jesus walk on water and like, well, he's God, like he's the savior. He can do this. Peter is a human. He is a human like you. He is a human like me. Uh, He's just a person. He's a follower of God. He does his best. He messed up sometimes. He did really well sometimes. And, And yet for that moment, he accomplished the impossible. For that moment, he literally walked on water. He literally did the impossible. If you believe There is nothing you cannot do. Now, that does not mean that you're going to become a millionaire. It does not mean that you're going to become the next president. It does not mean you're going to be a Fortune 500 CEO. What I'm saying is if you truly believe and you're truly trying to do something that you know is important, that you know matters, you can do it. You define you. And Jesus is there. Always keep fighting. All of these different things that I say are important to your life. They're important to my life. There have been so many times that people say you can't and that I'm like, yeah, you're right. I can't. And honestly, more often, there are people in my life who love me a lot and say you can. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can't. Because I am my own worst critic. I'm my own worst enemy. Uh, Any other pop song from the 90s you want to come up with, that's me. That involves yourself. I'm going to take that back. Those two songs. And so it's hard for me to imagine Peter because I guarantee, and I love Jesus, I followed him. Uh, I am doing this, which is impossible. I'm doing the impossible just by talking in public because even now it scares me. I still don't think that I'm worthy of it, no matter what. It's just how I feel. And yet I trust God and so I know that he can do the impossible, but I guarantee that were I on that boat with the disciples, I would not have said, hey, call me to walk on water. I would have looked at Peter and been like, man, you're insane, dude. Like, that's Jesus. We're, we're people. And yet Peter had such faith that he's like, I can do this. And so he starts walking. And again, that is important. Because in your life, you're going to have so many times that you succeed. And I hope that for all of you. And you're going to, in those times, have to be like, okay, I can do this, but I have to check myself. I don't want to get too big for my britches. I I don't want to get too big ahead. I I don't believe me. You don't. I have a giant head, not for ego, just birth. And so I don't want to mess up here. And sometimes that can mess you up, but you have to check yourself and be like, okay, this is because of God. Going back to David, he killed Goliath, not because he was great, but because God was. And he said that. Now, when did he get in trouble? When he started to say, no, I'm the man. I'm the man. God's in my corner. I am who does it. And so as soon as he started thinking that, he screwed up. And so Peter is the same thing here. He's like, God's here. I can do this. And so he succeeds. There are also going to be times that you fail. Now, I'm going to get back to the point, I promise. But in the next verse, but when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Uh, Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. So Peter was walking on water. No denying that. 
And then as soon as he saw all the storms around him, as soon as he saw all the people, as soon as he really stopped and thought about what he was doing, he failed. He fell. And yet what happened next? He reached out. Jesus helped him. Because when you fail, and you will, I wish that none of us would ever fail, but you're going to because it's life. When you fail, do not say, well, that's it. I'm going to fail for the rest of my life. Well, that's it. I can never succeed. Well, that's it. I tried and I just failed and it's never going to happen again. Again, Jordan, cut from the team, greatest ever. Peter, sinks. Really important disciple. And so when you fail, don't be afraid to reach out for help. Don't be afraid to admit, I messed up, I need to do this better, or I need to change this, I need, to, I need help. One of the things, again, that, that can really lead to more fear, and we saw this last week in what we talked about, sometimes you're so afraid of asking for help, of being vulnerable, that that just multiplies the fear. And this was with Peter last week, like so afraid of admitting, I'm struggling with this. And so because you don't admit it, you struggle more, and you struggle more, and you struggle more, and, and then before long, you are sinking. Now, Jesus will always help you, and there will be people that will always help you, but don't put it off. When you start to feel that fear, when you start to feel that worry, when you start to feel those struggles, be like, okay, I need help. And Jesus offered it, and he, he taught him a lesson. When he said, you have so little faith, why did you doubt me? He wasn't saying, man, you suck. Like, you have so little faith. Why in the world did you doubt me? That's not what he was doing. He's like, Peter, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? He's not saying it like a, a, a teacher yelling at you. He's not saying it like he's in trouble. He's saying, Peter, listen, I'm teaching you. And that's what he will do to you. Now, going to the fear of success, it's like, well, how does that tie in? Why in the world would he be scared of success? Why in the world would, would this be something that he, he felt? Well, I know that part of it, a big part of it, was he just started thinking about everything. But I think, too, Peter wasn't ready to lead. He wasn't ready to be the Peter, the rock of the church that we knew. And so I think he started to think, weird sentence, he started to think, if I do this, what will the other disciples think? Like if I succeed, are they going to think that I'm the teacher's pet? If I walk on water, are they going to expect me to do this all the time? If I succeed, will I have to succeed every time? If I study really hard and I get an A on this test, are my parents going to expect that all the time? If I work really hard and I make the team, am I going to have to work really hard all the time? If I try really hard and I get into college, am I going to have to keep trying? If I am kind and I do my best to treat other people as I want to be treated, if I actually love other people and I don't hate because they believe differently than me and I don't hate because they vote differently than me and I don't hate because people say that I should, if I'm actually trying, will people expect that all the time? Who cares? Because Jesus said, yeah, just keep doing it. That's what fear of success is, is you start to think, like Peter did, what if? What if I have to keep doing this? What if I have to keep acting this way? What if I have to keep succeeding? So what? Uh, as you know, because I don't hide it, I have written books before. One of them has been published. I really want other ones to be published. Uh, it is very hard for me to be rejected. Now, you may say, well, Jeff, you're very practiced at that. Why is it hard? And I would say that's very true. Thanks. But I, it's just hard for me to, to reach out and, and to do that, to take that next step. Not because I, I don't want to make money on it, not because I don't want books published, because it's like, well, wait. 
Well, people expect this. And I don't even consciously realize all of this until I stop to do a message and I'm saying it. And, and I remember the very first time that someone asked me to, to preach. That someone said, hey, can you do this for youth? And I said, no. Because what if I have to do it every week? What if I have to be different every week? What if I have to speak in front of people every week? What if I have to do this? And guess what? I do. But once you start doing what you know is right, doing what you, you feel is the best for you, once you start doing your best, it stops becoming, what if I have to? And be like, oh, I get to do this. Because I got to tell you, as scared as I am to public speak, and as, as much as I try very hard not to consciously think, oh, it's not just these people in the room, it's like three other people online watching. I don't know the numbers, but whatever. It's like, I don't let myself think about that, but I keep going. Because I love what I do. I love being able to minister. I love being able to help. I love being able to try to make a change. I love being able to, to just be there. And so whatever it is in your life that, that, that is going to be success for you, think about that. And so do your best. And if you succeed, who cares what other people expect? Care about what you expect, about who you want to be, and do your best. Because i got to tell you, no one in this room, no one out of this room is going to go through life with no fear. No one in this room, no one out of this room is going to go through this life never facing the unknown, never facing against all odds, uh, never losing someone, never failing, always succeeding. No one's going to be able to do that. But you can be who you are. You can learn from Peter and be like, okay, I can do better. And more importantly than that, you can help others to also see that. So when somebody else fails, when somebody else messes up, instead of saying, ha ha, yeah, sucks to suck, be like, hey, you know what? I messed up here. I messed up there. Let's talk. And maybe they don't want to hear from you. So live by example. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is from St. Francis of Assisi. Assisi. Very different ways to say that. Uh, and, and he said, preach the gospel all of the time. And when necessary, use words. Now that's the opposite of what a lot of people do. A lot of people come out hitting people in the face with the Bible and judging them and saying all this stuff. But he said, and Jesus also said, which is more important, hey, live it first. Do your best. And when you fail, own up to it. When you succeed, remember why. And keep going forward. And then help people. Love people. Show them that it's okay to be scared. And to, that it's okay to accept help. And it's okay to, to feel alone. It's okay to feel. Love everyone. And this is hard. Especially for me. But including yourself. Now, in three hours, if you ask me, I will probably say, no, I don't love myself. But I try. And I try because I keep standing up. And I try because I keep doing this. And I try because I believe in Him. And so just keep going forward. Keep being who you are. Keep doing your best. Keep standing up. And I promise you that when you face fear, if you stop and you're like, okay, what am I scared of? Why am I scared of it? Who can I talk to? Stop and pray. Stop and think. Stop and help each other. Stop and talk about it. Be willing to admit when you need help. And then go forward, because I believe in you. I can tell you that right now, I believe in all of you. 
And I'm not the only one that believes in you. So when you feel fear, no matter what it is, even if we didn't talk about it in this series, remember that you are not alone. Remember that you matter. Remember that you already make a difference just by being alive. And keep doing that and help each other to do the same. That's all I got.